Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Right now we're going to talk some basketball with our guy Chris Carino, voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Chris, thanks so much for joining us again. How you doing? Ryan, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm feeling good about USA's chances finally tonight, Chris. They're up 76 to 51 on Argentina. Two minutes, 55 seconds to go in the third quarter. What what have been your thoughts on those first two games? I mean, it's always shocking. It's always surprising to see USA fall. Like we haven't seen, and again, they don't have other players yet. I get it's an exhibition. It's a friendly, but still like this brings me back to the Larry Brown era. Um, what have been your thoughts on what's going on with team USA? Yeah. You know, think about how late the NBA season went. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I look at, you know, I watch Kevin Durant playing and all I'm thinking about is, man, this guy's had just a couple of weeks off or, you know, maybe a little longer, close to a month. But, you know, he, he was playing at such a high level. And the, the at the the NBA playoffs, the, the you know, how charged up they were to make a championship run. And there's got to be a letdown. I mean, I understand it's USA and it's the Olympics, but, you know, it's an exhibition against Nigeria, you know, an exhibition against Australia. Yeah. And these guys played so deep into the season, deeper than they're normally used to playing. I, they just didn't look like they had much pop. And, and they looked like they were guys who haven't played together. I mean, they were together for a week. So um, I, I think it probably was, you know, if, if, if I'm Greg Popovich, I'm probably um, in a way happy that it happens now, that they're struggling now uh, and, and rather than, you know, in another couple of weeks when they get out to Japan. So I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, and, I, and these other teams have gotten much better. I mean, Nigeria's got a bunch of NBA players. Right. So um, it, it's not – and they've been playing – you know, they've been, they've been able to play together for a lot longer than the Nets – than, uh, than the USA has. So I, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think they'll, I think they'll get it back on track. Chris, Katie, but, but there are some teams. I mean, you, there are. You know, interrupt you there for a second. Yeah, you're going to face some really good teams in the in the Olympics, and uh, you know, so it's not going to be a cakewalk like everybody thinks it might be. I mean, obviously, like you know, I'm a patriot and I'm rooting for USA, but I'm also kind of rooting for Luca just because I am a Slovenian, so I'm almost kind of rooting for them. I think they got a nice little go. squad. You make a great point, though. What are your thoughts on KD playing in, in the Olympics? Because obviously, you know, he's coming off a devastating injury, looked great, even in losing fashion. I mean, put together just a ridiculous performance against the Bucs uh, in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on him playing? Did you think that's a good idea uh, or, or are you a little worried about it? Uh, well, listen, I, I think every Net fan would sort of, you know, I, yeah, you, you're patriotic, mm-hmm. and, and but but I, 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 don't, I don't know how charged up the country gets for Olympic basketball. You know, it's not, you know, I think the world gets juiced up for World Cup and soccer, and we saw everybody went crazy for the Euros and things like that. I, I don't I don't basketball has that same kind of appeal on an international level. And I think we love seeing the great players get together and play. I think it was a novelty that's kind of worn off a little bit. Um, I think a lot of Net fans would have rather seen Kevin Durant just kind of take some time off. You know, I think that just going to Japan is is even more taxing than just playing basketball. You know, you're you're getting revved up. You're playing basketball at a high level, and you're going halfway across the world. And oh yeah, you had a shorter offseason than normal. Because the season that, you know, even though you didn't get to the finals, you went to the second round, you still played into late June, 
and you're going to start up in early October. So I think everybody would rather see him kind of take some time off, especially the kind of load that he had late in the season in the playoffs and, you know, coming off, like you said, a couple of years ago, an Achilles injury. I mean, right. uh, but, but he loves to play. That's the thing, you know, KD just loves to play. And if he, if he wasn't playing with the Olympic team, he'd probably be organizing high-level pickup games out in Los Angeles. You know, he'd be, he'd be running with some of the top guys in the NBA, and they'd be playing just as hard as they would be playing now. So I think you're never going to keep Kevin Durant away from the game. So uh, it, it will, you know, hopefully gets done by mid-August. It does give him some time to, you know, to recharge and rest up. But uh, the guy loves, you know, as he, as he says, he loves to hoop. He, really I mean, he loves does. to hoop. And Chris, he does. And like, honestly, I spent a whole off season where I was like watching the videos of him just playing at Rucker Park. And I'm just amazed watching that guy play basketball. So he's going to be on the floor, like you said, regardless. I mean, he'll be in an LA fitness if he needs to be. And this is yeah. BetMGM tonight. We're talking with Chris Carino, who is the voice of Nets. So before we jump into the NBA finals, I want to get your take because I'm a betting man. Obviously, that's why I'm doing the show, Chris. And so I'm going to bet all my money on the same team that I bet this year to win the finals. And it didn't end the way that I wanted it to, even though my bucks are in the finals, I was very invested in the nets. And uh, the one thing that concerned me a little bit was this, these rumors about Kyrie, because I'm a big Kyrie fan. And today I'm reading Yahoo sports. And I hear that the Kyrie Irving, Steve Nash relationship is only getting stronger. Uh, do you buy into that? And, it, what, and what was your opinion on Steve Nash year one as a head coach? Cause I feel like a lot of people were hard on him. You could be hard on him for his, uh, you know, his 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 in-game management, mm-hmm. sideline management. I mean, the guy had never coached, so it was it was new to him to make those kind of you know decisions on the fly. You know, you could nitpick a lot of the game management stuff. I mean, it's fair. I, I think he got better at it as the season went along. But Steve Nash's job was to be there to work with the superstars. I mean, that's why. That's why he's there. That's why Kenny Atkinson is not there. Yeah. Because he did not have that ability. He did not have that gravitas to to deal with the star players. And, you know, he's, he's been one. He was a two-time MVP. He's a really – he's a really good people person. It's not so much he's a player's coach. or He's just – he's good with people. I think he's a really intelligent guy. I think he's got a demeanor about him that's really um, – he's fun, yet he's serious at times, and he just knows what these guys are going through. And, you know, he had a relationship with Durant early on, and I think Kyrie is a guy that's going to be difficult to to have a close relationship with no matter who it is. And, I, you know, unfortunately with COVID – we weren't around the team really at all. I mean, we were at the games and I was, you know, on conversations with Steve Nash and some of the players on zoom meetings, but, you know, I interviewed Steve Nash before every single game this year and I still never met him in person, Man, that's why. you know, so I, it's hard to get a good read on, on their relationship or, or how it's growing or how it was or how it's going to be. I don't, I don't really know. All I can tell you is that I, I just find Steve Nash to be an impressive person I think Kyrie is a very um, caring, smart person as well. I think he, 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 he's a little misunderstood, yep. I think, in a way. Um, so I, I, and, I, and I think it's the same thing when they talked about with Harden coming to the team and Durant and how would they manage all these stars and there's only one basketball. 
I think you're dealing with a lot of intelligent people, guys with a really high basketball IQ. And I think it's even when, when Kyrie Irving got a little hot water early in the year where he made that the comment about how we don't really need a coach, Yeah, if you remember that. Yeah. I, I think I, I think that was sort of – I don't think he meant it the way it sounded. I think he, he sort of was like, listen, we're, we're all high IQ guys that really know the game. We're going to figure this out. And obviously they need a coach, but and they need a coaching staff, and they have a great one. But I think they're all really highly intelligent. And it's hard to coach those guys, mm-hmm. right, because they they know things. So you need a guy like Steve Nash who's like, listen – you know what I was as a player. You know how I saw the game. You know, I see the game like you see the game. So I would think that they have that kind of connection. Um, but it might be a long-winded answer to say that I, I think their relationship is fine, and I think it'll, it'll you know, I think they're, it's two intelligent guys. Again, Kyrie's going to kind of go Kyrie's way sometimes. So it's hard to really predict that. But I don't think it's going to be any fault of Steve Nash and, and not being able to cultivate that relationship. I completely agree with you. So the NBA Finals, uh, we got another night off, but it does return tomorrow night over at BetMGM right now. The Bucks are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Chris, if you were a betting man, who do you think wins tomorrow night, the Bucks or the Suns? Hmm. I know that, that you know it's kind of a just a very vanilla question, but I mean, yeah, it, it no, looked like I, the Suns I, were going to run away with the series, you know? Yeah, I think when we spoke last time, I, it was before game one, and I, and I told you Bucks in six, and I think you were on the Suns, and um, the, the series started a lot like the Nets series with the Bucks started, where I was really uh, fearful of the Bucks. I had a lot of respect for the Bucks, and I was worried about it, and then Harden goes down in the first quarter, and I'm thinking, oh, man, now I'm re- they're really going to they're gonna, they're gonna steal one of these games in Brooklyn, if not both, and the Nets handle them easily in two games. But the Bucks have been so different at home this year, and they're so good on their home floor. And they came back, and they took control of that game in the second and third quarter, and, and they convincingly won it. And now you've got a series, right? So now we're going to a game four. Um, I have underestimated the Suns all year long. I've underestimated them every, every playoff series right now. So my my – reaction would be that the Bucks are going to come out and they're going to take care of business in game four at home. But the Suns have been good at, at, on the road this year, and and, it, and I think it's going to come down to a one-possession game late. I think we've had three convincing wins in the first three games, and we're due for a game that comes right down to the wire. So if uh, if I was a betting man, then I probably would take the points. If you're going with that many points, although that's why I think basketball is so difficult to to wager on, right? Because you yeah. could have it pinned. I could say to you, this game's going to come right down to the wire, and then you know, miss shot at a two point game, free throws. Yep, it ends up being you know four, four, five, you know. And even though you had it pinned, you had it kind of handicapped correctly. It's hard because of the points come so easily. But uh, I I would take the points. I think it's going to come right down to the wire. Just because we haven't had a close game yet. Yeah, and I'm with you, and that's why I'm going to take the points with the Suns, and I'm also going to take the Bucks on the money line. And a lot of that has to do, I mean, I come from Milwaukee. That's where I've done morning radio the last couple of years. But would you agree that, like, if you're a basketball fan, Chris, aren't you almost – I mean, I know everybody wants to see Chris Paul in the finals. Um, and, and you know what? Um, I know we're up against the break right now, but I feel like if you're a basketball fan, aren't you rooting for Giannis? I mean, the guy's playing on one leg, stays in the small market, and – 
you know, he's in the NBA Finals right now. And I don't know, Chris, I don't know. Are you busy? Any chance that we could get you on to stay through the break and no. do another segment with us? No, you want? No, no, no. I, I, was, uh, I was a little late getting to you, so I'll, I'll give let's, you a break. How about you? You've got to take a break, take a break. And then yeah, let's, come back. let's take a break, and we'll be back in about four minutes, and let's continue to talk some NBA Finals. Also, I heard an awesome story that you filled in as the Yankees play-by-play announcer one time with the All-Star game going. Dude, I want to get your, true. I got to get your take on that. We're going to be back with Chris Carino, voice of the Brooklyn Nets. 